Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of your Transformation Journey podcast episode with our guest today, Jay Robert Parker. And he is the founder of TwinRavens.org and he is a hypnotherapist. And I really like that idea because I think some people have a misconception about hypnotherapy. So we're going to clear some of that up. So thank you for coming on and being a guest. And it's going to be an interesting conversation. It always is. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. Um, And you are correct. There is a lot of misconception around hypnosis and exactly what that is and what that involves and Unfortunately, popular culture has kind of seen to that being very blurred. <laughs> very but, much so. Uh, one of the things that I can say immediately is that 99.9% of the way that the media portrays hypnosis is incorrect. Uh, the only movie that I can cite you to that kind of shows an appropriate uh, showing of hypnosis is this very old Orson Welles movie called Black Magic. And they, uh, Franz Mesmer is actually a character in the movie and all that. But the way that they show him do hypnosis, like they actually showed us this movie in the school that I went to. And just to, to display like this, this is actually showing all the things that hypnosis needs to work so if anyone wants to see what it's like just go see that movie but to clear that up all hypnosis is is a natural process first of all you are in hypnosis twice a day naturally 30 minutes before you go to sleep 30 minutes after you wake up if you've ever had that moment of clarity when you wake up where everything kind of comes together you get a good idea or something kind of makes sense that's trance. That is the theta state of trance. And what hypnosis does is it actively utilizes that state that is your subconscious, which is the majority of your thought. It's just not something you have active control over. And it uses it to improve thoughts, improve behaviors, because everything we do, everything is our association the the reason you like what you like you don't like what you don't like the way you act the way you eat the way you behave everything is because of your learned associations and that's not always a good thing all of our associations obviously don't always lead to positive behavior and i have this really off the wall uh, idea that I really like to throw out there, which is this notion that we don't actually have free will. If everything is is this accumulation of our experiences and our associations and our subconscious just kind of adjusting who we are on that, that's not free will. You made you chose no part of that. However, if you consciously decide that you don't want to think that way that you do want to like this certain thing you don't want to like this certain thing 
that then is free will. So in a way, hypnosis and hypnotherapy, the, the conscious changing of subconscious behaviors and patterns is exercising your free will more than you have ever been able to before in your life. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting concept because I got to thinking along the same lines that you just talked about because I'm all like, well, we come here, we have picked what we're going to come here for. So in reality, we know that we're going to experience it, but you're right where the free will comes in at is when you pick how that you're going to deal with those challenges that you said, well, I'm, I'm coming to earth side. So I want these challenges. It's just how we deal with them. And we're not renegotiating that contract. We're just renegotiating how we choose to feel within the completion of that contract. Yes. So what got you started on hypnosis? What got you started on the therapy part of it? Because I find that really interesting how people, get to where they are um well that's my my story of how i got here is no less interesting um i a little bit of background i guess i've spent most of my life as a very negative person very angry person and that's all kind of changed and i directly credit hypnotherapy for the majority of it but mainly in the the discovery that kind of led me to hypnotherapy so before we went live i was telling you how my partner and i were in the restaurant industry when the pandemic initially hit and obviously we didn't keep our jobs so i had to figure out a way to, to put some food on the table and Through a series of events, I ended up reading tarot cards professionally and making very good money doing it. But I started noticing that, one, I was kind of dissatisfied with the people calling and asking questions like, my husband's been cheating on me for 16 of our 17-year marriage. Do you see that he'll stop anytime soon? Oh, Lord. I mean... Sweetie, no, I don't need a deck of cards for that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Don't you talk. (laughs) uh, On the other hand, what I also noticed is there was these people, this growing majority of people, truth be told, as my reputation grew, that I wasn't so much using the cards to read their fortune or anything. I was using the cards as a framework to readdress their problem to help them with their perspective for the problem that they were coming to me with uh because i've always had this association that uh the tarot is representative of the human psychological journey one of my favorite books is this i'm keeping on my bookshelf over here it's called young in tarot j-u-n-g as in carl young and it's talks about the major arcana and how it represents Jungian uh, psychological development from beginning to completion. Yeah. And all of the minor only express human experience, that they are all windows of universal human experience. 
So in that, I was kind of using that to help people talk about their problems. And I really liked that. I really felt like I was helping people for the first time, really. And I felt good. And I got thinking, well, how, how do I do this and only this? And it's me, so it's got to be odd. So I couldn't just go into normal therapy. And to this day, it's unusual how I ended up on the path to hypnotherapy. Because my interest in hypnosis previous was very minimal. I had a book from the early 20th century, like 1907, something like that, uh, about hypnosis, which on retrospect is not a very good resource now that I know what I know. Uh, but that was about it. I had no personal experience being hypnotized, doing a hypnosis, even seeing what I knew for a fact to be hypnosis. Yeah. Uh, there was still a question I had as to if it was real. Well, Facebook and the mighty algorithm uh, put a hypnotherapy college in front of me. And it, it intrigued me. So I set up an appointment to speak to one of their admissions people. And we talked for a while. And the thing that he finally sold me on was uh, handwriting analysis. that They offered that as part of the class. And it's a 720-hour program. It's very long compared to what most hypnotherapy training is. I am, if anything, wildly overtrained. Uh, <laughs> but and that's a good thing. That, and that's absolutely a good thing. Um, it has just turned me into a, uh, a hammer that only sees nails. The whole world is hypnosis to me now. Uh, because it kind of is, but True. so there, the way they really got me is 101, the, the first month is free. So it's four classes that anyone can sign up and take and they, they teach you the basics of it. And they, if you want to continue from there, you are free to speak to admissions and continue there. Well, about my second week, I saw my first hypnosis. And it was wild because there's things that happen. There's physiological things that happen that are undeniable. Like that's not somebody doing something. That's, that's reaction. Like the way your eyes and arms move, it's all of these things. Uh, and so I signed up and then eventually I experienced hypnosis and that was very profound and I eventually kind of pulled ahead in my class uh, in terms of what I was able to do. And before long, I ended up working now primarily with um, overcoming trauma and fear is what I specialize in. I do a little of everything, some weight loss, smoking cessation, but the main reason people seek me out now is for fear or trauma, which I argue is the same thing because you generally don't get a fear unless you're traumatized by something. True. Very true. And there's a lot of that out there. And that's exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing because there is so much trauma out in the world, unfortunately. And for people 
to let go of that trauma, you're working on the deep root cause of why they have that trauma. And once yes. that is released, your fear is overcome because it's no longer rule, ruling your life and ruining your life. Yes. And you're also breaking those patterns. That's one of the classes I'm actually going to teach here shortly is breaking those generational patterns. And so it's interesting that you're doing trauma and fear. Well, and one of the things that I really like to emphasize to people to explain the way people react to trauma and the way people get fears is let's, let's say uh, at seven years old, you were in a very bad car accident and it traumatized you. And now you have fears of cars and the road associated with it. And no matter what you do, you can't seem to shake it. One of the things that people don't think about is that in your head, you're still seven. You're still thinking of that with the emotional maturity of that seven-year-old. You are still feeling that child's fear, that child's emotions. And so you, you are not perceiving that event with your current emotional intelligence. Much the same with fear. And this is not the case for all trauma, mind you, but many things that occur early in childhood. Uh, a lot of healing comes from the, the change in perspective. I don't do age regression. Age regression is where you take someone back to that moment to experience it firsthand. That is generally frowned upon because all you're really going to do is re-traumatize someone at that point. Yeah. Um, what I do is a different type of regression. I will take you back to that moment as yourself and let you perceive that moment as you do now and actually speak to that part of your subconscious. Because you're able to actually communicate with these things that I present. There's a lot of work done with that. So you can tell this child version of you. You can give it this, this explanation. You can take away these unknowns. You can explain this fear. And there is a profound growth that comes from that. I have dealt with fears that aren't even theirs don't even belong to them like i yeah. uh someone recently had a fear of heights and it comes from their military training and upon regression they realized that a kid before them screamed his head off when he jumped and that made him scared and he'd been carrying this kid's fear with him for decades and yeah. we just instantly got rid of it because he had that realization of this isn't mine and done it's gone watch the man hang off the balcony it was scary but <laughs> uh it, it's it, really it sounds like me to think. me it sounds like to me that that um gentleman might have been a natural empath and he didn't realize it i think so too uh partially because of some of the issues that have come up after hypnosis and the way he now perceives them so that's yeah. a whole other <laughs> bucket of worms but i do feel like it opened up something in him that had refused to feel for a very long time yeah and now he's having to feel all of these things that he had not previously so yeah. that's part of of his journey in dealing with trauma 
because um, when you finally do grow, and this is something I know very intimately because, as I said, uh, I've not been a great person for a lot of my life. And when you do finally grow past that, there is some trauma from being the person that caused trauma from looking back and realizing the things that you've done and there's there's regret and there's some self-loathing that you have to get rid of and you have to accept because that that goes back to Carl Jung like we were talking about there's this concept of the shadow self that it is everything in us that that we're ashamed of or afraid of we're afraid to let out and let be seen. And that's nonetheless a part of you. Everything about you, good or bad, has to be accepted. And that's one of the things that I will work with a lot of my clients with. Because a lot of us, no one makes it to adulthood clean. No one makes it to their 30s free of baggage or trauma. We all have things that we need deal with and there is and i say this as someone that that for the majority of their life and this, this really speaks to the perception of mental health in this country because for the longest time i had that perception of i don't need therapy i'm not crazy like nothing, nothing's wrong with me like I'm, I'm good i can handle this and there's this view that seeking help is weakness. And it's the strangest thing because you realize once you sought out help that that was the weakness. That in getting help, that's what makes you strong. So it's, I understand this thought process that some people go through. And uh, there is... There's a taboo with mental health in this country. That's something that doesn't come as a surprise. That's anyway. 100% correct. Yeah. And fortunately, one of the things that I find is, for, for me, people pay more attention to the hypno than the therapist. They, <laughs> they kind of write it off as, oh, I'm, I'm doing this weird magical thing that it's, not me having therapy this person's just playing with my brain and that's not really the case because the first half of hypnotherapy is therapy uh any just to kind of explain to your audience what to expect if you get a hypnotherapy session um they're about 50 minutes long and the reason for the weird number is because that gives me 10 minutes between clients to get my head together uh <laughs> But they are 50 minutes long, and for about the first 20 minutes or so, it looks like a normal therapy session. I'm asking you questions. I'm asking about your emotions and how things make you feel and your recollection of things. But instead of using that to work with you, I'm instead paying attention to the way that you express yourself. You, the words that you use to express your problems, the metaphors that you use to describe your life and your issues. And I'm taking note of it because that is the language of your subconscious. And that's going to be what I feed back to you. 
And after that initial conversation, um, put it in the simplest of possible terms, I just talk and you listen. And that's it. And you follow along. Or you don't even follow along. You don't have to consciously do what I say because you subconsciously react to everything. When I tell you to open or close your eyes, it is not you consciously doing it. There is a reaction involved. That's part of what hypnosis is, is a to follow the leader type thing. And if there's anything, because anyone can learn how to hypnotize somebody. I can teach you how to hypnotize somebody in 30, 45 minutes. And not only that, have you be good at it. The, the skill of a hypnotherapist comes in knowing how to speak the language of the subconscious, knowing how to, because you don't speak to it like you would a conscious mind. There's not a special language or anything that you use necessarily, but there are, there's a different thing that you're, sub, there's different ways that it thinks. There's different things that it's afraid of. Like to your subconscious mind, pain is the unknown, um, which is why it explain it explains why so often we stay in abusive relationships or we mm -hmm. continue bad habits because pleasure is the known to your subconscious and it doesn't matter if it hurts you or doesn't because that's not the way it thinks your subconscious the most frightening painful thing is what it does not know so it doesn't matter if you're known is an abusive relationship or a drug addiction or whatever have you that's why you stay there because the thought of doing anything different of stepping outside of that is so absolutely terrifying that you'd rather stay where you are and i know this i've been there and it's it is easy to work with those things once you realize what's at play because yeah. your subconscious is simultaneously very, very intelligent and very simple. Um, it takes everything literally. Like, and that's why I tell people to be very careful with their self-talk. Like, don't ever tell yourself you can't do something. Don't ever tell yourself you suck. Yes. Because you'll believe it. Yes. Like, your subconscious hears that and believes it. Yeah. Exactly. And you, you hit the nail on the head because your subconscious is more powerful than you think. And I tell a lot of people, I said, some of the things that you say to yourself, would you say that to somebody in person to their face? Mm -hmm. And the look I get is like, no, I wouldn't. And I'm like, then why do you continue to do that to yourself? Why do you continue to thing. tell yourself that you suck? or that you're not good at something because you're making it come true by yeah. using those words. There's a reason why in the theory of law of attraction that words become things. And in reality, they do. Yes. And I am, I'm very big on the subconscious manifestation of reality. I, um, you know who Dane Radin is, Dr. Dean Radin? Yes, I do. I love oh, him to death, actually. I have his personal email. 
Uh, <laughs> that's that's like my main bragging point is like I have actually had a conversation with Dean Raiden. Uh, Dean <sighs> Raiden is my hero. Yeah. He is my him and the entire Institute of Noetic Sciences. One of yeah. my main career goals is to do something for them. They are the main reason for the research and the hypnotherapy and research in my name is because I so desperately want to work with them. But you the I I very much follow everything that man said. And all of that man's research points to, yeah, we 100% manifest our own reality. That if, if you have a negative outlook, you will bring negative things. Uh, and as a fun fact, I straight up asked the man, hey, is tarot real? Just for, for fun. And he said, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, according to Dr. Dean Raiden, and please don't sue me for this. <laughs> tarot is real. Um, it is real. But it's absolutely Carl Jung, the man I mentioned several times, loved tarot and loved palmistry and all of that. And it's one of the things I, in a way I use a lot of Raiden's research in my own work because a lot of his work has to do with kind of this quantum reality, this idea that what we project out there is actually manifest and able to be monitored and the effects are able to be tracked scientifically if anyone out there listening has not read the book real magic by dr raiden 100 percent recommend it it is the most starkly mind-blowing book you will ever read in your entire life because yeah. it's it is the scientific evidence for so many things and this is not a man that is prone to wild fits of fancy. Dr. Raiden was a DARPA research scientist and a very distinguished man. So he's not doing anything out there. He is doing hard science. And he's kind of partially my inspiration for wanting to do what I do. Because so much of his research is in in the mind and what we are capable of doing with the mind and yeah. hypnotherapy is this fascinating topic in that it's it's it is now finally accepted it now finally has its place in legitimacy i have a stack of medical research that is disgustingly thick i inflict it on everyone at every chance i get uh but there's so much now that it's accepted so much research to be done and it's my opinion that one of the most important sciences that is currently out right now is consciousness research because for the first time ever we are actually trying to answer the question why are we the way we are what makes us us and i truly believe that hypnosis and hypnotherapists will play a very large part in that research because we're the control we're the ones that are able to to manipulate that state to actually alter consciousness yes. so it's it is my hope and dream that i get to contribute to to that body of work and i've actually written dr raiden and told him like you 
you are who inspired me to do this line of work. And he, he did the whole, hey, thank you, cool. Uh, he's never said much because I assume he's busy. Yeah. I just like the fact that he's actually answered me back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I don't care say. about celebrities and such. I like <laughs> obscure scientists. Exactly. It's that is what leads me to, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to look, but I think Michael Santler has actually interviewed Dr. Raiden a time or two. Um, it's on Spire Nations. So if you don't follow that YouTube channel, awesome YouTube channel, he talks a lot about the subconscious and the conscious mind. And it's really interesting because I do follow the people like that and people like Greg Braden and Dr. Joe Dispenza because it's interesting to Dispenza listen to went these to the same college I did. Yeah. Oh, that's freaking awesome. And it's <laughs> amazing to sit there and listen to them. And these guys are highly intelligent. These guys are not your run of the mill guys is what I, because I'm going like, it's, amazing that they take their scientific background and then turn it in to something other and then turn it back into science and mm -hmm. it's just freaking amazing i think well, one of the best books of dr Raiden's, uh one of one of the things dr Raiden says is that the, the magic of today is the science of tomorrow and it's already yeah. been the case so many times Go back to the 1600s and explain this to somebody and don't get burned as a witch. Like, <laughs> yeah, won't happen. You, you will no longer be there. <laughs> no, you're not. It's explain radio waves to somebody from 200 years ago. The, yeah. the things that we accept as every day and banal even in some cases is was considered magic not too long ago a smartphone would have been considered magic even as early as like the 70s or 80s oh, and yeah. like it's and it's and you break it down and there's there's literal gemstones in this thing it is a black mirror run by gemstones that shows you anything that you want in the world if that's not magic, I really don't know what is. <laughs> exactly. And that's, there is so much that we can talk about because I don't think people that are listening, well, some of our audience will know, but there is so much knowledge being accrued right now about the subconscious and conscious mind. And it is talked about among the scientists and there is a Absolutely. ton of literature out there. Like you were talking about, I actually had, go ahead. go ahead. There was an article that came out recently and I'll have to find it and share it with you, but it was on the barrier between your subconscious and conscious mind, which is exactly what we were taught. And they never talked about hypnosis, but they, completely without knowing anything about us or what we were doing, verified everything about our theory of mind and how the subconscious operates with the critical filter and everything. 
And yeah. so like without even asking the question, it validated everything that hypnot hypnotists use to get into the subconscious mind. So yeah. I, I like that article. <laughs> I was going to say, I call it the gatekeeper. You have the gatekeeper. And then once you mm -hmm. pass that gatekeeper, then you're good. And yeah. marketers are really good at getting past the gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. So That's if you one of the things know, that I warn my clients about. <laughs> yep. They are very, very good at that. Um, yes. So you are already subjected to it, whether you know it or not. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is that's a part one of day-to-day -day life. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's why you have subconsciously, you see all these commercials, all of this stuff mm -hmm. that you see when you go to the grocery store. There's a reason why stores are laid out the way they are. And why everything's are, the colors that it is, why it's designed yes, the way it is. Yep. All of it. And it's just, <clears throat> it's interesting what the mind takes in and you don't realize that you're taking that in. Yeah. And uh, it's one of the things that I, I really stress to people and that to me is the main reason to get hypnotherapy, if nothing else, is once you have actually worked um, in that state, once you have willfully entered into that state and you know what it's like and you know you know the game you know the rules of the game after that the the media and the advertisements and all of these things in our society that are designed to overload and bypass your critical mind which you call the gatekeeper um then you you're able to defend yourself against that in like it's there is a a freedom in that that now i the way i feel whenever i'm submitted to all these advertisements and things like that's different because i can separate everything out i recognize what it's trying to do and i'm able to, to defend myself against it to, to make sure that i don't get overloaded and i don't start letting Nestle imprint subconsciously on my mind. And yeah. if anyone has any question as to how much advertising imprints on your mind, spell baloney. <laughs> uh, because there's only one reason anyone can spell baloney. Uh, <laughs> and it's, and it's Oscar, Oscar Mayer. Mayer. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, uh, I was going like, I'm singing the song in my head. Uh-huh. And yeah. that is another example of work i do that's association that's a that's a post-hypnotic suggestion by even saying the word baloney you start singing the song and i can actually use that process to your advantage uh post-hypnotic suggestion and what we call hypnotic triggers are one of my favorite things to do and again that's something there's a lot of misconception about I can't snap my fingers and make you cluck like a chicken. Uh, I wish that would be neat. <laughs> but uh, what I can do is I can associate anything with anything, really. Um, so let's say if you're coming to me for test anxiety, for example, uh, I'd ask you, well, do you get to bring your own pencils in there? Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to create a hypnotic anchor to your pencil based around a state of focus and calm. 
so that whenever you have that pencil, you associate it with a state of focus and calm. My favorite thing to do is to utilize a uh, smell because what's your most powerful scent memory? We oh, all yeah. have those smells that take us back to a specific moment in childhood. We can vividly remember so many things based on smell. Well, I use that to our advantage in that uh, I especially use it in my clients that come to me with help from managing anxiety. And that in hypnosis, I will take them to this very, very calm state. And I'll have them note that there is no anxiety present. And I will have them then link that state to that smell. And through that technique and that process of making sure that those two are linked, that same process that lets you smell cookies and remember your childhood or whatever have you, you smell this scent that you pick and you remember calm. You remember what it's like to be calm and to be free of anxiety because that's part of the problem. Whenever we're anxious, we can't remember a time without anxiety. It seems like in the moment that that's all that exists is the anxiety. And if all you, all you need to do is remember that it hasn't always been like that, that you could consciously make yourself calm with this remembrance that you just have to go back to this place and the smell leads you there. Yeah. I also say there's lots of smells from my childhood as you're talking about that, that I was thinking about. And one of them was my grandmother making some donuts and Krispy Kreme. Mm -hmm. You don't have nothing on that. But <laughs> no, homemade donuts are so much better. <laughs> oh, yes, they are. They are so good. So as we wrap up, I always ask my guests, what is one last nugget that you would love to give our audience? That anyone can benefit from what I do. That if you have something in your life that you are dissatisfied with, that if you, if you if, whether it's weight you want to lose or a habit you want to stop or you just want to view life differently so you are able to, to live what's closer to your best life, these are all things that we can do. And if anyone has any questions about anything I've said today, about any of the research I've mentioned, um, feel free to get a hold of me. I'm always happy to answer any questions anyone has. Uh, you can get a hold of me at my website, scrolling across the bottom of the screen as I say this. It's www.twinravens.org. Uh, you can also email me directly at jrobertparker at protonmail.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search Twin Ravens Hypno, all one word. You'll find us anywhere. But had a lot of fun thank you very much for having me on you are welcome and it has been a lot of fun and i would love to have you back on because there's so Absolutely. many subjects we could top into i mean we could Absolutely. make a to. whole year series just on some of it but it is one of those things that's always fascinating and people can use a lot more of that and don't be afraid to get hypnotized 
I actually had a QHHT session. I actually had two and they were really interesting. I actually felt sort of loopy at the end of them. And then I would start getting energized. So I was going like, that's just me. I'm the oh, odd duck. One of the things <laughs> I did want to mention before we go, and I almost forgot this. Um, I've been offering on podcasts I go to that anyone listening, if you get in touch with me and you mention this podcast, I will give you 20% off your session fees. So sweet. Only a limited time. So remember that. But yeah, just remember to get in touch with me. Remember to say you came from Transformation Journey Podcast and you get 20% off. All there of you your go. Sessions, I should know. Take yeah. Take advantage of that, people. That that's something I would not leave on the table. Before we end, I like to remind people that um, from September the seventh through September the 28th on Tuesdays for an hour at 7 p.m. Central. I will be doing a four-week free coaching program called Finding Your Strength When Your Ground is Shaking. Please come join me. I will be giving you tools to help you deal with some of the life's hard things, like some of the things that we were talking about. And I really want you to be able to take those tools and live your life. And then by the end of it, Week four, I'm going to teach you how to unlock your future self. So come join us. It is on my website at www.dawnlongcoach.com. And you can click on services and it is completely 100% free. I'm not going to spam you with emails because number one, I don't have time to spam you with emails. Number two, I want you to get some value out of it. (laughs) Awesome. I might go to that. I was just say, come join us. All right, everyone. Thank you, J. Robert Parker, for joining us. It's been interesting, and I absolutely loved our conversation. Me as well. Thank you for having me on, and I'm sure I'll be back. (laughs) Oh, yes, you will. All right, everyone. As I always love to say, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, you're unstoppable. You're the beacon of hope, and you are loved. Everyone, have a good night. Bye.